girl, did you place your workhorse Pyrex casserole dish under the broiler and it shattered into a million little pieces? Did some bitch park in your favorite parking space at Target this week? Did you go to Target and buy everything in that fucking store except for the deodorant that you've needed for the past two fucking weeks? Are you told that you swear just a little bit too much? Well, take a seat, my friend, because you have come to the right place. My name is H.A., your Minnesota BFF. You didn't know you needed me, but you sure are fucking glad that you found me. I suppress my feelings like the best of them, and swearing is my fucking love language. Welcome to the Maybe Swearing Helps podcast. sat down and tried to write this episode over a dozen times. The words would flow and then they'd just stop. How does one possibly sum up 10 years into words? 10 years of missed milestones, 10 years of laughter followed by tears, 10 years of working through grief, it's a constant battle, and 10 years of choosing not to be angry at the person who took your life. 10 years have passed since the day I slammed the shot glass down on the lid of your cobalt blue casket. 10 years have passed since I stood in that snowy cemetery watching as they lowered your cobalt blue casket into the frozen ground. 10 years have passed since I threw a handful of tobacco and dirt onto your casket. The spiritual leader was right. He said, You need to walk away and never look back because Charlie has moved on from this world. Not looking back is harder than it sounds. I walked arm in arm with your brothers to the limo and fought the urge to take one last look. It's been 10 years since I have stood in that tiny cemetery. Though I have not been back to see you, Charlie, I do order flowers every spring and the caretaker places the Muppet-like dog statue at your feet. That hole in the ground holds your shell, for I know your spirit is free, that you have journeyed on to the land of never-ending happiness, that each day you peek through the clouds to see what I'm up to. I'm sure most days you are laughing while scratching your head, and on other days you're pushing me onward. Onward was the only direction I could go. Your death left a hole in me that I will never fully be able to describe. Why you got called home in the middle of our story is something I will never understand. Charlie spent eight years of his life chasing after me, waiting for me to be single so that he could make his move. During those days, his mama would often tell him, let her be, Charlie, it's just not your turn yet. When his turn finally did come, when I mostly finally realized what he knew long ago, I submitted fully. To those on the outside looking in, it seemed odd to get engaged just after a few short months of dating. In reality, we had spent eight years romancing the idea of growing old together. He was 11 years older than me, yet he was filled with childlike wonder, a wonder that was so infectious that you couldn't help but smile. Smiles were hard to come by in the early days of grief. I lost my way a few times. But soon the hours faded into days and the days into weeks and the weeks into months. My world stopped on February 16th, 2012. Yet despite my tragedy, the entire world kept on spinning. I had a choice to make. I could let it spin right on without me 
or I could spin with it. I made the choice to rejoin the land of the living. I could feel you with me on the hard days, gentle signs here and there, letting me know that I would be okay. I had to learn that it was okay to not be okay and that grief is a never-ending process. You have good days and then you have bad days too. Mainly, I had to find someone who understood that they have a seat at my table because you lost yours. That our story was cut far too short and that you, Charlie, left a stack of unfinished business in your wake. I will always be your unfinished business. The love that you did not get to live out in this life. Because I am your unfinished business, I do everything in my power to make sure my shit is in order. I have become that person who tells her friends that she loves them and checks in on them frequently. I have become that person who makes sure her friends and partner feel seen, that they feel like they matter, that they are validated on the daily. You, Charlie, taught me to love like this. You taught me how to love on those who cannot see the good that they add to this world of ours. And that is a gift, a gift that will keep on giving. You told me once, AJ, if you make one person feel valued, that person is going to go out and make someone else feel valued. And then that person is going to go out and make someone else feel valued. So on and so on and so on. It's a ripple that will continue so long as folks feel valued in your presence. He was right. Each day, I do my best to create ripples wherever I go, and I extend my table to make sure everyone I meet has a place where they feel valued and loved, that they have a person they can turn to when the shit hits a fan, a place where they can unleash their deepest, darkest secrets and desires without judgment. Charlie said to me, be the person people trust, and once they trust you, they will relax in your presence and your friendships will deepen. That is what I want. I want the deep, complicated friendships and not the surface bullshit. I want the mess and not the perfectly posed Instagram photos. I want to love like Charlie did. I want to trust without question and develop bonds that will live beyond this lifetime. I do not want to leave any unfinished business in my wake. Instead, I want to leave a legacy so deep one will never find the bottom. If anything, these past 10 years have taught me is that life always moves on and that if you don't look up, you will hit rock bottom before you can even get the screw cap loose from the bottle. That in order to survive this thing called life, we need friends that we can count on. Ones that will love us without question and ones that will always have your backs. We need to surround ourselves with people who listen first and offer advice second. Surround ourselves with people who know that sometimes all we can do is offer a hug and a shoulder to cry on. Words have a time and place, and sometimes they are best left unsaid. Mostly, I surround myself with people who encourage me to move on. People who let me know, hey, it's okay to fall in love again. People who pushed me back into the dating pool. Those first few times out of the gate were rough. The dating game had changed. It was hard. And I'm sure Charlie was up there laughing his head off going, girl, don't you dare slip into another hoe phase. We have already done that. With time, it got easier. With time, my heart realized that I would always love Charlie. However, there was space to love someone new. That new walked into my life on Veterans Day 2014, and I have never looked back. Jay has allowed me the space to love the both of them equally. He realized that in order to love me fully, he also had to learn to love Charlie too. He had to learn 
How to Love Someone Else's Unfinished Business. Hey friends, thanks so much for choosing this podcast to listen to. I know that your time is precious and I hope that you laughed. I hope you learned something new or at least you found me slightly entertaining. Because if you don't find me slightly entertaining, well, at least you can go find me dancing awkwardly in public with a cotton candy duck over on TikTok. Yes, I am on TikTok. You can search for Ninja in the City. If you don't want to see me dancing awkwardly, you can go on over to mebeswearinghelps.com to find out more about this episode, past episodes, and if you would like to connect, if you have a topic or a question, you can go ahead and email, the email has changed, bearwilltravel at gmail.com. I hope all of you have an incredible week and I look forward to connecting with you.